Hi, and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centred, Word-based and Spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Hey, you guys ready for a, uh, I've got a two-hour sermon this morning. We're going to get into it. We're going to go for it. You know, I just felt like that's what we need. Uh, but in all honesty, you know, today I really want to encourage you. And uh, it's, a, it's a simple message that I really hope will be helpful. My prayer over this message as I was preparing with, is that it would be helpful. And uh, I hope you've had a great Christmas. It's been amazing. Uh, lots of food, I'm sure. Some of you are still going. Who's got lunches today to get to? Yeah, that's right. Who's got leftovers to get to? Right on. <laughs> there it is. And uh, it's really, really cool. Um, some of you guys are going to sit in on the... The test match, get stuck into the sport, chill out and uh, enjoy your holidays. Well, whatever you're doing, you know, enjoy it. And uh, what a great opportunity just to spend some time chilling. And, uh, you know, today, as well as being, um, you know, Boxing Day is the last Sunday of the year. So I have a question for you. And it is this. How was your 2021? How was it? How was your 2021? What do you think about when you think about 2021? How do you feel? Some of you are just like, oh my gosh, get behind me. You know what I mean? Other people, you know, you're feeling the weight or whatnot. But I want to just encourage you that 2021 has also been a very good year. A really good year. You know, for me personally, as I was thinking about 2021 and reflecting on some of the great things that have happened in my life, you know, uh, I had my second daughter born this year. Magnolia Love Biaceto, so very special year in the life of the Biaceto family uh, and a whole bunch of other things. You know, I was thinking about how um, during lockdown I got to spend all this extra time with my wife, which I wouldn't normally get to spend, and working from home was really cool. You know, you'd have lunch together and lots of time together and a lot of that sort of stuff really blessed our marriage and, uh, you know, I'm grateful to God for it. Um, you know, I really think I'm so grateful to be in our country, particularly in New South Wales, um, where, you know, as, as I was talking to Zeke just before, he was just like, man, the UK, you know, the UK has been really impacted so severely and, and so many people have caught COVID and whatnot. But for us here in Australia, it's a very different story. Of course, we've still experienced things, but it is great to be in a country like this. And not only in a country like this, in an area like this. Um, you know, uh, I had the you know, joy of moving into a unit with my family into Cronulla. How cool is that? Little unit in Cronulla, and it's awesome. I can walk down to the beach. and So we live in a beautiful place. How good is God? He has blessed us. And, uh, you know, I have my health. You know, about maybe four weeks ago, I had knee surgery. Um, and what's amazing about that is I went to hospital, got knee surgery, had all these doctors and specialists doing what, what they had to do. And then I left and I, didn't ha- I wasn't out of pocket at all. You know, that was covered um, by being a part of where we live. So there is, there is so many great things. You know, as a church, we've grown this year. You know, I've actually made a whole bunch of new friends from people who are brand new to our church in 2021. So at the end of the year, I'm looking back saying like, I've got new friendships and I've got new people in my life because I'm a part of our great church. So there is actually so many beautiful things to think about when it comes to 2021. And the truth is that how you perceive your year really depends upon what you're dwelling upon, where your focus lies. And this morning, I'd love to read a beautiful verse that you will know, but it is incredible and so encouraging from Philippians chapter 4. We're going to pick up in verse 4 and it says this, Rejoice in the Lord, I will say it again, rejoice. (laughs) Come on. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. 
Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. I'm just going to pray and just ask God to help us uh, to grow and to, to experience Him this morning as we read the Scripture. So Lord, we just welcome You here this morning into our hearts, God. We have open hearts just to hear from You. We thank you that every time we dive into the Scriptures, God, you reveal yourself to us and we understand you more clearly. And I pray this morning, God, you would help us, God, to perceive what you are doing in our life and to see what it is that you've blessed us with in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Now, I've been married for 10 years, coming up January 28th. How about that? Crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, 10 years, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's not a short amount of time. Um, and a salute to anyone who's been out there married for much longer. But, you know, one of the things that Melania and I decided when we first got married is that we'll do something every year, something every year to invest into our marriage. And for, for me this year, it was reading this book by a guy called John Gottman. And I was really powerful. You know, this guy, John Gottman, he basically is sort of like the OG of like um, marriage research and pretty much all the other people that, you know, are marriage experts use his like data from all of his... Um, you know, the, the various things he's done, the, the studies he's done in their sort of understanding of marriage. So he's sort of like the, the guy that everyone cites, you know what I mean? The guy that everyone refers to. And it's an amazing book uh, that really, really helped me. But there was one part of it that really was really surprising to me and made me, made me think of something I'd never seen before. And it's in this part of the book where he's talking about the importance of nurturing admiration and fondness. And basically, uh, the, the, um, this man's... Uh, marriage counsellors have been successfully able to predict a couple's relationship trajectory based upon their retelling of history. So you ask someone about maybe their marriage day. Tell us about your marriage day. And depending on the couple, different things will come out. And uh, you might talk about your marriage and the character of your spouse. And as you tell about the history that you've had together, different things will come out. One person will talk about, you know, um, how, how that, I oh, remember when that, the car was late and it didn't come get me and, you know, then I, the, the service started and how odd was that priest that did the, you know, the pastor that did the sermon, oh man, or, you know, remember that one, that person was sick at the end of the day, everyone got food poisoning, right? You can focus on all these things. Uh, another person asked the same question, oh, it was perfect, oh, it was amazing, I absolutely loved it. Remember, I remember when you walked down the aisle and the retelling of history actually reveals something. What are you focused on? And he says this, he says, 94% of the time, couples who put a positive spin on their marriage's history and their partner's character are likely to have a happy future as well. When happy memories are distorted, it is a sign that the marriage needs help. He goes on to say, antagonism can metastasize like a cancer, actually spreading backwards in time, destroying a couple's positive memories. What we dwell on reinterprets our actual history. See, there's objective truth, things that happened. <laughs> you know, we did have a lockdown in 2021. That's something that you don't deny. It's not about denying you know, things that have happened, but what do you dwell on? 
And when we talk about this example that, that I read in this book, you know, those things may have happened, but what is it that you focus on really determines and, and shows what your trajectory in your future may look like? Objective truth is, is there, but also uh, our perceived reality is defined by what we dwell on. So we can look back on 2021 and dwell on the difficulty, the pain, the challenges, the things that we missed out on, the people we didn't get to see or the, 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 the difficult circumstances that we found ourselves in. But the truth is that the compounding effect of a year of negative focus is extremely crippling and it is exhausting. And sometimes I know in my life, I've wondered why I'm so exhausted by everything that's going on. And I've been head in the news. I've been focusing on the negative. I've been all about those things that I've been lost. But there is, a, there is a solution that God offers us. There is something that He gives us in Scripture to help us. Even in a moment like this, and we read it here in verse 8, He says this, Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. You know, this is a gift God has given us in Scripture. And if you apply it to your life, it will revolutionise your life. And you know, I don't want to belittle the challenges. And some people, even in this room, watching online, would have been through significant difficulty this year. And there is a place for grief, and it is something that has to take its course. I'm not talking about uh, those things. I'm actually talking about what it is we choose to dwell on. When we look back at a, at a season, when we look back at a time, what am I focusing on? What am I giving my attention to? What am I choosing to spend my time looking at? How much of what is noble, right, pure, lovely, praiseworthy do we miss because we dwell on the wrong thing? Now, every time I talk about gratitude, I seem to share this story because it was so transformative in my life. And it happened at a time in my life when I was a young adult and I was sort of at a point where I was trying to figure out, you know, what my life was going to look like. And I went over on a missions trip, shout out to short-term missions trips when they're back on, get over and, and experience people's uh, reality in a, in a different circumstance to yours. And I remember being on a slum in Manila and as it started to rain, one of the church leaders there said, come, come to my house out of the rain. So we all, you know, went through all these different little alleyways and through these different sort of um, homes that had been put together. And then we get to his home and I'm telling you, it's about maybe three, uh, four metres by maybe four metres, like the whole home. One room, but it's off the ground and it has a roof. And it's for him, his wife and their four kids. And we walk into this room, about like maybe 12 of us, right? And we're all jammed in there. And on the wall are all these family photos in frames. And this man, he, he, this is what he says. As we all in there, he says, welcome to my house. See how blessed I am? And I was just like, boom, hit like a freight truck by the Holy Spirit, realizing that it's not about these external circumstances. It's actually about how we perceive what we have. And I'm here complaining that I don't have this and I don't have that. And this man is thanking God because he has a house for him, his wife and his four kids, which is four meters by four meters with a roof over it. Can you see how like what you choose to focus on changes your perception of reality? So let me ask you a few questions. Is God good? Yes. yes. Great answer. I believe it. Do you know, the more I've lent into this journey of faith, the more I've sought God, the more I've come to deeply believe that He is good. God is good. And if you don't know God is good yet, I want to encourage you, go on the journey to find out who He truly is. 
Don't sit with the perception that you have of him based on whatever it is that you currently have. Ask the question, who is God? Go on a journey. Talk to someone. Talk to me. I would love to have this conversation with you because the more you learn about him, the more you see that he is good. So if God is good, I want to encourage you as you reflect on 2021, look for his goodness in your life. Who are the people that have been around you? What are the blessings that God has given you? What are the things that, you know, as you look back on, you can say, this is praiseworthy. This is worthy of me lifting up God and saying thank you because you are so good to me. Another question for you guys this morning. Are you breathing? Yes, I hope so, right? If not, Pastor Alex Johnson's our first aid officer today. We'll get her up here stat because it's important that, that you're breathing in this room right now. But the truth is, you're alive, you're here. Praise God for that. How good is God? The fact that we are here and we get to live today and we get to experience all that He has for us. Thank God for His protection and provision in 2021. God has been good to you. Are you part of a loving church family? Yes. Yes. Another question. Yes, you are. And if you're brand new, guess what? You are already part of a loving church family simply by being here. We want to connect with you. We love you. And this will be like a family to you. Do you know, you can thank God that He is looking after you and bringing you into a place where people love you. You know, even Christmas time, some of you may reflect on maybe not, not having family that you can get to or maybe not even having people around you that you feel like, you know, your family that, you, that love you and care about you. Well, guess what? God put you in our church for a reason. The fact that you're in this room shows that God cares about you. The Bible says that He puts the lonely in families. And if you're lonely this Christmas, guess what? We love you. I love you. Our church loves you. There's a place for you. There's a space for you. This is a place where you can belong. And if you choose to dwell on the fact that God has blessed you by bringing you into a place of love and acceptance and a place where you belong, then you, I tell you what, that will help you moving forward. Has God rescued you from the dominion of darkness, brought you into the kingdom of the Son He loves? I love this verse in Colossians that talks about what Jesus has done as we've had faith in Him in our life. You know, thank God for your salvation. If you don't have anything else to thank God for, thank God for His salvation. You know, this is the thing I love about Christians. You can't, a Christian can't lose. It's sort of like if all in this life falls apart, if all in this life is removed, I still have Him. And that is eternal and it cannot be taken from me. You have your salvation. You are right with God. You have His presence with you wherever you go. The hope of heaven is in your heart. Rejoice in the Lord always. And I say it again, rejoice. You know, this word is a verb. It's a doing word. It's something that you have a choice to engage with. You know, God is, is good. God has protected you. God has placed you in a place where you belong. But it's our choice to rejoice. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That's the title of the sermon. Just, just named it right there. It's your choice to rejoice. Nice. I'm like you, Pastor Brad. I'm like, oh, mate, well done, Timothy. <laughs> I'll encourage myself right on. All right, so how do you know? How do you know what you're dwelling on? Do you know how you know what you're dwelling on? Your speech will give you away. What are the first words that come out of your mouth? Are you like, man, thank God for this unit I have with my family? Or is it like, oh my gosh, house, property, prices, am I right? You know what I'm talking about? 
Or is it, you know, oh man, this has been such a tough year. Or do you know what? There were so many good things that happened this year. Your speech actually reveals uh, what you are focusing on. And Craig, I might get you to come up, man, and we won't take too much longer. But if, if your speech reveals what you're focusing on, if your speech reveals what you're dwelling on, well then, how do you change what you're dwelling on? If you can think right now as I'm talking about that, yeah, that's me. I have probably been thinking and dwelling on, you know, things that are not, um, not, not praiseworthy, not noble, not, not right, not good. I've been thinking about the negative things. Well, there is a way that you can actually change that. And it begins by becoming aware. Now, in our amazing Horizon Leadership College, we teach a subject called public speaking. And a big part of this subject is this idea of reviewing our speech. And it's so important that you review a speech because there are so many things that you will do when you publicly speak that you don't even realize you're doing. You are just unaware because there's so much going on in your mind in that moment. You will be doing something and not even consciously doing that. And only when you watch it back do you realize. So I remember for me, when I first started preaching, as I think I was about 20, 21, and I'd given a few opportunities uh, to preach on a Sunday, it became apparent to me that with the pastors were sitting over in this section, so I would spend 95% of my sermon preaching to this section. I was so intimidated and scared that I would just be talking to these people back to the past. I didn't even want to know that they were there. I just wanted them out of my mind, out of sight. And as I reflected, someone brought it up and I watched it back. I'm like, wow, I'm spending like all my time sort of talking to this part of the church. Unconsciously, I was back towards something. But only once I became aware was I then able to do something about it. And you know what happens? When you become aware of something, there's like a little check that takes place. So next time I'm preaching, I'm over here and I'm preaching and then I'm like, wait a second, I'm doing the thing again. And then I'm like, all right, and then I can make a choice. I'm gonna choose to walk over the other side of the stage. And it's a a funny illustration, but it's a great illustration of what we can do when we become aware that our focus and what we're dwelling on is not the things that are praiseworthy of God, but are negative and there to take our, our, our peace. But once you become aware, you know what? Next time something slips out of your mouth, like, oh, man, nothing ever works for me. Little check will come up. Wait a second. That's not true. That was extremely negative. Do you know what? Lots of things work out for you. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And you're like, you know what? They do. And then all of a sudden, because of the check, you're aware of it. You choose, choose to rejoice always. You choose to dwell on these things that are good, that are noble, that are right, that are praiseworthy, that are admirable. You can choose to do that. Listen to that check and choose what you would dwell on. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. As we reflect on 2021, let's think about these things. So, my question at the beginning, how was your 2021? I really pray that as you answer that question on the other side of this sermon, your your focus has shifted a little bit. And you're like, you know what? There were many good things about 2021. And even today, talking to family or hanging out with friends, maybe. Let the confession of your mouth be the things that God has blessed you with rather than the things that you feel like you have lost. (laughs) You know, I just think at the end of the year, final service, one of the most powerful things we could do would be just to pray for anyone who maybe you're here and 
maybe you've come along to check church out, you're joining us online or, you know, through the Christmas season, you sort of realize, man, you know what? I want to end the year strong. Well, I want to encourage you. The best thing you can do when it comes to finishing out a year is making a decision to say, you know what? 2022 is going to be a year that I live with God. And you know what? It all begins by making a personal decision to say yes to Jesus, the gift of God that we celebrated over these last couple of days. And to receive God in your life, it is as simple as having faith and saying, I believe and I receive you into my heart. And so what I'd love to do right now is just pray a really simple prayer. It's a prayer that, as I mentioned, just says yes to Jesus, opens up our heart to God. And I want to ask everyone in the room to pray this out loud. And I reckon there's going to be some people here who are going to pray this. And it's not just going to be words coming out of your mouth, but it's going to be a prayer from your heart. And I'm telling you, God will hear it and it'll be the beginning of an exciting new journey with Him that never, ever ends. So can we just all close our eyes right now and just repeat this prayer after me from your heart to God as we finish out the year. Come on, God, we're just putting you centre in our heart. So let's pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I know that you love me. You have a plan and a purpose for my life. Today I choose to receive you as my Lord and Saviour. I place my life in your hands. Forgive me of anything that stands between us and give me life forevermore. From this day forward, walk with me, talk to me and live in me in Jesus' name. Just while your eyes are closed, I just want to pray for anyone specifically who this morning prayed that prayer and it was really significant for you. Like this is a this is a line in the sand moment where you are like, God, that was me opening up my heart. I just want to pray a blessing over you. And just so I know who to pray for, um, just while our eyes are closed, except for a couple of people that have asked to help me so I don't miss anyone, could I just ask you, wherever you are, to say, that was me. That was me. I prayed that prayer and it was like, really important to me a moment for me maybe online you're watching this and this for you is a moment I'm just going to pray God's blessing over you right now so Lord we just thank you so much for those that this morning have opened up their hearts to you we thank you that they are ending the year right and we pray God that from this day forward God they would experience your love and blessing in a way that they have never known we pray for their future we thank you that you are with them in your mighty name Amen Amen. And church, finally, just as we wrap up before uh, Alex comes and just gives some final announcements, I just want to pray. And I want to thank God for 2021. And I would just encourage you right now, as I pray, why don't you just, in your own heart, thank God for 2021? You know, this is quite rebellious in this day and age. You know, everyone's getting all negative, but we are choosing to say, no, thank you. And there is so much to be thankful for. And I just think it's a great way to round out 2021, so that we start next year with a heart of gratitude, knowing that God is good and that He is with us. Does that sound all right? So why don't we just close our eyes and let's just pray. Lord, we just thank You so much that You are with us, that You never leave us, You never forsake us, that through everything that we go through, God, that You walk alongside us. And I thank You that that is true of 2021. God, that we didn't just you know, walk through this alone, but You walked with us. I thank You that You blessed us, God. You kept us safe, God. I thank You that there is so many beautiful things in the midst of the challenges that we face. I thank You, God, for those, God, that are part of our church and have found belonging here. We thank You that You love them and You placed them uh, in this family, God. We thank You for those, God, that even in the midst of difficulty and trial, God, have experienced Your goodness and Your presence. So I just pray right now and thank You, God, that You are good 
that you are on the throne. We give you all the glory and all the honour. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.